Today, let us think about the cross. Not the cross, cross where our Christ died on. Today, let's think about the cross as we prepare and examine ourselves in order to celebrate and participate in the Holy Communion. The truth we must realize is that the cross is not only the most decisive event in his history. It has to be present experience as well. It must be the most transforming power in the lives of Christians. Christians are not only appreciating and enjoying the benefits from Christ's historical crucifixion on the cross, such as forgiveness of sin, redemption, salvation, and eternal life. Christians are called to crucify themselves with Christ daily. Hence, the Christian's life paradoxically means dying with Christ every day, every hour, and every minute in their lives. It is not, of course, dying physically, but live a life identifying ourselves with Christ and representing him in the world. That is meaning of dying and crucifying with Christ in our lives. Critically speaking, some churches are deliberately pushing an agenda that Christianity should be becoming a user-friendly religion in this contemporary world. They emphasize a prosperity gospel, social, political, and uh, economical injustice, and miraculous activities of the Holy Spirit in order to feed people's hunger for glory and religious satisfaction, maybe personal and personalized victory in their lives. Other evangelical churches also intentionally or unintentionally neglect the biblical truth, dying with Christ, crucifying with Christ. They have tended to preach a more positive and joyful expression of the faith and Christian living that stresses the importance of practicing the spiritual disciplines such as prayer, Bible reading, personal devotion, and witnessing, and so on and so forth in order to reach maturity and enjoy Christ. Please don't get me wrong. Indeed, they are such a Christian uh, disciplined life are truly important and crucial element in our Christian life. I guess, and also, I strongly encourage Christians, even my own people, to make those qualities, those uh, Christian lives part of their daily walk by faith. Yes, 
prayer, Bible reading, personal devotion, witnessing, and sharing your Christian life with others are so important. But what? But I hope what I hope to point out this morning is foundation. The fundamental basis of Christianity and Christian life. That is our need to die with Christ. Our need to be crucified with our Savior. A spiritually disciplined life, highly respected ethical, moral, and law-abiding life, or even a perfectly pious life in some people are pursuing without laying a thorough foundation of our need to die with Christ, to be crucified with Christ, is built on nothing but sand. In other words, the disciplined Christian life was some kind of a spirit-powered Christian life. It's meaningless and worthless without crucifying ourselves with Christ. Unless, again, we are crucified with Christ in our daily walk. Consequently, there will be no glory to God if there is no desire or willingness to die to sin with our Savior Christ Jesus. In reality, the Christian faith is not a religion. It is more. It is the cruciform way of the Christian life, which is impossible unless the death of Christ on the cross becomes a present vivid reality and experience in our lives not just being remembered as a mere past event. Thus, it has to be our confession that I have been crucified with Christ. Yes, I have been crucified with Christ in my daily life. Thus, in Luke chapter 9, verse 23, Jesus said, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. Here, in his cross means our personal cross. Take up cross always means the emptying of self or the denying of self. Being crucified is means being deny ourselves and being empty ourselves and dying ourselves in Christ without emptying ourselves first and then having Christ in us, we cannot be his genuine disciples. We cannot be genuine Christ. Again, in real life, Christ should always be the very top of our priorities in life. We must be encouraged and motivated and driven, not by worldly desires, but by Christ, our Savior. 
Since Christ is in us, we are no longer the old, but the new creation. Not physically, but spiritually, we are transformed. The old self transformed the two to the new self. New self in Christ. Thus, the Bible says we are now God's precious children and his people if we are crucified with Christ by faith. We are declared righteous while we are still sinners. That is God's grace. From this truth, we should admit that our justification involves our being crucified with Christ by faith, not by our good works. Our sanctification requires us daily to crucify our sinful way of life as well as the sinful mindset and lifestyle of the world. Our final vindication depends on our keeping his name respectably and holy and bearing the shame of the cross and suffering for our faith now on earth. Our identification with Christ necessitates our being conformed to him in his death. All this is encapsulated in biblical reference to crucifying with Christ. That's why I said being crucified, to crucify with Christ is the fundamental base of our Christian life. Next, let us realize that our justification is one of the blessings of the cross. We will genuinely appreciate the benefits of his cross when we admit the fact that we are joined in a union with the crucified Christ by faith. Let me read out verses 15 and 16 again to you. We who are Jews by birth and not Gentile sinners know that a man is not justified by observing the law, but by faith in Jesus Christ. So we too have put our faith in Christ, uh, Christ Jesus, that we may be justified by faith in Christ and not by observing the law, because by observing the law, no one will be justified. Yes, we are being justified by faith in Christ. If we wanted to restore to a right spiritual relationship with our God, meaning being justified, we need to put our faith in Christ alone, not in our ability to keep the law. It is evident that we would never be able to keep the law perfectly 
and thus merit uh, justification by God. The path of the legalism is a dead end, if I may say. No one will be justified by observing the law. Christians are encouraged to exercise their, biblical, uh, their biblically disciplined uh, practical life for, for its instance, helping the need, being a Samaritan, tithing, praying, reading the Bible, and so on and so forth. The terrible misunderstanding is that people endeavor to keep them as their daily routine in order to be justified and redeemed. Again, no one will be justified by observing the law. Sadly, some Christians are stubbornly convinced that they have to earn their redemption. Otherwise, they lose their salvation if they fail to keep the law in their lives. The truth is quite the opposite. It is not the good works we have done and we will do, but faith in Christ, we will be justified. The Bible teaches then that those who are made righteous by Christ Jesus must also be made alive unto God. That those who are forgiven in the blood are also renewed by blood. Again, not a good work. Those who have been given a part in Christ, those who have been forgiven of God, made righteous in his work, must and obey and must and do live by faith in Christ. It is a life of thankfulness to the one who loved and who died and who saved us. We therefore can naturally practice and demonstrate those qualities of true Christian life for we are being justified by faith. They are spiritual products fruits and practical evidence of a justified Christian life. Again, not that they are making us righteous or that we are of ourselves, are good Christians. In other, on the other hand, being crucified with Christ brings to an end the justification of the Lord. No one can keep the Lord Perfectly. God knows. He knows too well. He knows it too well. In his mercy, he has provided another way to, to satisfy the law and, 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 and simultaneously release us from the law. Here is the way. One and only way. The perfect Son of God gave himself up for you and for me. On our behalf, he took our place as our substitute. He died our death 
and released us from the demand of his law. He has taken upon himself our sins and received the punishment that we rightly due to us. Oh, that rightly due to us. That is what we meant with, we, with Christ being crucified. More so, Jesus said in John chapter 1, verse 11, I laid down my life for my sheep. Indeed, he is our good shepherd. Christ knew us. He knew us by name. Christ loved us. He died with the names of all those who given to him by God's election. He died for his sheep. If you believe in him, if you have faith in him, yes, you are his sheep. Thus, Christ died on the cross for you and for your salvation. Look, Jesus didn't need to die on the cross. He didn't need to go up on the cross. He was not forced to die. He did it all voluntarily. It was his sheer act of love and generosity. It was his uncompromised decision to die for each and every one of us. It is, of course, his perfect sacrificial obedience in order to finish God's saving plan for our redemption. Thus, Isaiah 53, verse 4 and 6 says, Surely he took up our infirmities and carried our sorrows, yet we considered him uh, uh, stricken by, him, by God, smitten by him, and afflicted. By, but he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. As a result of this incredible mercy, we are no longer under the law, but under the grace of God. We are entirely free from the needs of the law by faith in Christ. For its authority was subdued and restrained by Christ on the cross. We are now fully presentable to our Lord, our God Almighty, not because we have fulfilled all requirements of the law, but because we put our trust, our full trust on God's perfect obedience and accepted him as our one and only Lord and Savior. That means, again, we are being crucified with Christ. Do we still need the law. Do we still need the law? Although the law is not a means of gaining God's favor, it is still crucial for Christians to keep the law. It is wrong to argue that the moral law 
being the Ten Commandments are no longer applicable to Christians. The moral law has a vital role to play in the Christian life. Thus, Galatians chapter 3 and verse 24 says, The law was put in charge to lead us to Christ that we might be justified by faith. The law is a guidance. It is actually a safeguard. The law led us to Christ so that we might be justified by faith. We must realize that it is absolutely wrong to throw the law and the teachings of the Old Testament out through, out, uh, throughout the window. The fact is that living for Christ means we trust in Christ alone and die daily to our sins using the law as a, as a guide for what is offensive in God's sight. You and I have to know what is offensive in God's holy eyes. That is the reason we still need the law. We are not law breakers, but God's law abiding Christians who live in between times, I mean Christ's first appearance in the history and the second coming in the future. Since the law has lost its authority over us and the power over us, and, it's, and it means, it's the means neither earning our way into God's favor or, uh, nor of maintaining ourselves in God's favor all that we need is faith in the crucifixion and in the crucified but risen Lord, our Savior, and that alone is sufficient. Please, just accept God's free gift of your salvation by faith. That is sufficient enough. You will have a place in the kingdom of God. In my conclusion, let me repeat over again. Crucified with Christ does not mean that we are dead, thus finished. On the contrary, it means that we become new people from the inside out. And we have a completely different set of goals and desires before we trusted God. Whatever we do, we will do it not just for our own satisfaction or wealth or retirement plan, but for the glory of God, for the glory of our Savior Christ Jesus we don't need to worry about tomorrow or the future, for we join in faith union with the crucified Christ who takes up residence in us. Now, we shall be able to enjoy the full benefit of being God's children rather than living fearfully as his slaves. We shall enjoy the full liberty of the redeemed 
rather than still seeking to please the Lord. We shall love our neighbors with practical serving love. We shall walk in harmony with the Holy Spirit and give him free reign to re- reconstruct our characters and change us and transform us as we meant to be. Additionally, we shall humbly play our part in the church of God and use our God-given gift, talent, resources for his church and for his people. As we just about to participate and celebrate the Holy Communion, let us acknowledge that it is the faith in Christ saves us. It is the faith in Christ redeems us. It is the faith in Christ gives us life after death. Even when our faith fails, Jesus, our Savior, still keeps us because he is our good shepherd. No matter how you feel, no matter what kind of life you have, what, whenever you've, what kind of situation, circumstances you may be in, our Savior, Christ Jesus, will never abandon you and forsake you. That is Christ. That is the reason we are happy to be being crucified with Christ. Will you make with me the greatest confession that I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live. Yet not I, but Christ lives in me. Our sincere confession will be strengthened and reinforced by this Lord's table. Amen.